Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm Richard Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight, we're going to talk about uh, what is higher good? You hear it a lot, like if it's in your higher good, what is the higher good? How do you know what your higher good is? If you think good is eating the ice cream cone now instead of waiting till after dinner, is waiting till after dinner your higher good? And how is it that we know what our higher good is? Well, that's been the big debate of mankind from the beginning because there have been people that have uh, had um, very stringent views of what is the higher good. Mm -hmm. uh, actually very judgmental, very... Uh, so that's a whole thing, uh, a method of understanding what is higher good. If you can understand it as judgmental, then it's not so higher good. Well, you know how like things will happen and it looks like, oh gosh, why did that happen? Like you drop the egg, your last egg, and it breaks, and it's like, why did that happen? And then later you find out it was contaminated or something with salmonella or something. Mm -hmm. And so you say, oh, it's in my higher good that mm -hmm. the egg broke, even though it was in my good to have the egg unbroken. And I think what happens is that the older we get, we get higher up on the mountain. We start here, the higher up we get, the larger view we have. Mm -hmm. So it's this more expansive view. And so we start seeing things that are in the higher good like the, the kid that wants to eat ice cream for dinner, that he doesn't understand why, what the big deal is. I'm gonna get ice cream later, why can't I eat it now? As he gets older, he gets higher up on the mountain and he can see, oh, uh, my body needs nutrients and the sugar is not very good for me and I've gotta do this and that. And so he starts making educated decisions about when he eats the ice cream. He starts seeing his higher good. Yeah. Well, in the realm of the spiritual things, we have the high, higher good defined for us, much like what you were saying with the Ten Commandments, with religious leaders, with our government or whatever. And sometimes um, it, it doesn't fit with us, but our spiritual higher good can often be things that are good for us that we can't see yet, that we haven't elevated high enough on the mountain of consciousness to be able to see why these certain things are happening and why they're playing out. And for us to assume we already know what's good for us is kind of innocent um, or ignorant in a way <laughs> because there is always going to be a greater view. So just know that you don't always know that intellectually, but you will know it when it happens. Well, we're constantly breaking into a higher echelon of mm -hmm. what is good. Now, we've on this show so many times said, um, you know, terms good and bad are in and of themselves um, not as aware as they could be because they're inherently judgmental and all judgmental statements are prejudged. You have, you have this concept and then you fit it over something, judgment. And so higher good is uh, seeing a little clearer is, uh, and as you were just saying, uh, there's always gonna be another higher view of things. And uh, I don't believe that this particularly stops, uh, not until you're God in your own universe. And then pretty much you've got the highest, but that's a superlative we can't really apply here because there'll always be a bigger picture. 
you know, no matter what you do. And um, oh, all of these, um, you know, whatever mankind holds as vogue at a particular moment, you can rest assured that uh, basically the opposite of it will be true before too long. Uh, I grew up with the idea that the shirt had to be tucked in and uh, the color scheme had to be universal throughout the outfit, you know, things like that. And um, these days, you're completely contrary to whatever you can possibly, you know, the, the look is uh, just clashing all the way around. And so the, if you're young and dressed in an unbelievable outfit that's clashing, that's the higher good, at least as far as fashion goes. But then if you're used to everything being matched, then that's the higher good. But, you know, you, you see what I'm saying, mm -hmm. that the, uh, the point of view is determining what is the higher good. Well, that is true. And I think um, when we talk about, oh, if it's in our higher good, you know, a lot of people say that in, in affirmations and things like that. I think it's very useful in a lot of ways because it's opening, thing, it's opening the idea up that there is a greater, a greater mm -hmm. world, a greater consciousness. And so we, the, things may be better for us than we know. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of an affirmation that I had heard a long time ago and that I, I used many times throughout my life. And it was always saying, my perfect such and such is manifesting oh, now. My perfect excellent. job is manifesting mm -hmm. now. My perfect relationship is manifesting now. My perfect idea is manifesting now. What that does is allows the universe to bring you perfection. There was uh, one time I, I got a plaid sweater for Christmas and it was in a style that I would never normally wear and I had never bought anything plaid prior to that. So I thought, well, that was very nice and everything. I would try it on and then maybe pass it along so it was loved by somebody. Mm -hmm. And I really liked it. It was comfortable and I got more compliments from that sweater. But I never would have thought to buy the sweater. Mm -hmm. So I realized that if there is something out there that I'm looking to create and if I'm looking in my mind for what that is, like I know I'm unhappy at my job, let's say, and I'm looking for other things I might be qualified for and things in my mind, I already know that I'm not going to find what I wish because if it were something that I knew about, I'd already be doing it. But opening up to something that you're unaware of is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Last week we talked we were talking, it was, I think it was um, between lives, but we had gotten mm -hmm. on the conversation that we are so, one thing that I've observed lately is my, my d divine interaction with spirit, let's say, oh, yeah. for many years, ever since I was a child, was mm -hmm. very led by the divine. I would be in dreams and be shown things and taught things, had conversations, and then there became a time around the time that I was realizing that our thoughts create our own reality and things like that. And I started attempting to direct it, which a lot of people do with the law of attraction and the secret and all that that has come out, that it's this focused, think and grow rich of manifest this, manifest mm -hmm. this. And I realized that it's not nearly 
as expansive and you don't learn anywhere near the magnitude if you're attempting to direct your spiritual experience. Very well You put. have to be in a state of receptivity and mm -hmm. allow the spirit to direct you, really. That's when you go to uncharted territory, just like the sweater, just like doing something out of a higher good, even if you don't see it, mm -hmm. allowing for a higher good. Yeah. Well, I must say, uh, so I've known you for so very long, you have a amazing talents with your ability to um, uh, access higher realms. And well, thank bring, you. You as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and to bring them down, that's uh, some excellent work you've done. You've taught me so many things over the years, some of which I have incorporated. So I just want to thank you. Well, thank you. You for too. The, uh, I think for your contributions the in the language are unparalleled, really. And um, people would be well served to read the language codes and the hidden language codes. And I genuinely mean that. I, I think, you know, there's not, uh, there was very little out there prior to that. And you've taken um, language, it to a, yeah. to a whole new level. Well, it's about thinking differently. Yeah. And that's for the higher good to think differently mm -hmm. because if you don't, you know, they say you'll be told what to do if you don't tell you what to do, things like that. Yeah. But uh, access to the <laughs> higher good is often uh, by not doing what you would think <laughs> would be good to do. Uh, and in fact, to uh, uh, take hold of it, to uh, put it the lower you uh, out of the way so that the heretofore unknown higher you can uh, make decisions that you're that you wouldn't normally make. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the higher good is unknown to us because we are so often uh, nailed into the lower thinking, the lower frequencies, the lower stuff. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and what percent we could do that, uh, in particular, what percent of your thinking is on the higher, uh, is in the higher realms. And for most of us, it's not that much. It's relatively rare. So thoughts of the higher good. Well, one of the techniques mm. that I teach people in my psychic development series of, mm -hmm. about getting to that higher realm, we do get pulled into lower frequency thinking. We just do. And it's not anything to beat ourselves up about. It's just change it once you notice it. Mm -hmm. And if you visualize, this is just something I did for myself for mm -hmm. a number of years. Even the idea of visualizing this will take you to a higher frequency. One, well, the method I was going to say is picture yourself in a seven-level building, and you're mm -hmm. in an elevator, and you're pressing your button, and it's stopping at each floor, and the door opens, level one. And this is where we create with a lot of our base emotions of fear and insecurity, uh -huh. abandonment, and things mm -hmm. like that. And then it opens at level two and level three and level four. By the time you get up to level seven, your vibration has gotten really high. And oh, if you step excellent. into any kind, there's a whole little thing I lead people on. When you step out of that, you're at such a high frequency, the, the spirit that you communicate with is going to be at that higher frequency. So you, there's no need to protect yourself, in quotes, so to speak, because you're going to a place where it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think just connecting with a higher deity does that too. Whether oh, yeah. it's God or Jesus or Allah or Buddha or Krishna, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Kuan Yin, mm -hmm. a saint, 
find something that holds a high frequency in your consciousness and connect. And what you'll find is your vibrational, because higher realm beings don't lower their frequency to come down to be with, I mean, it's not that they, they don't make themselves available on one level, but I'm saying it's not like coming down here. So when you exchange with them, your field entrains to this higher frequency. Oh, yeah. And everything is seen differently from there. Mm -hmm. You can have the same conversation with the same person. If you're in the seventh level of the building, it's completely different than being in the ground floor. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. It's quite a uh, technique, I believe mm -hmm. that's the word, yeah. You've invented uh, quite a few. Um, and you've been working with me quite a bit lately, so I want to just thank you oh, for that. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for being open to doing yeah. work. Um, it, it's a big odyssey to go and explore the, the soul, you mm -hmm. know, the psyche, and all, I mean, for all of us, you know, the, the J-hook going down. Yeah, in well, order to go up. There are things that happen in our life that at the time it seemed like, oh, why did that happen? And then later you saw that it was really a better choice, um, oh, yeah. even though you weren't aware of things enough to make the choice consciously. Can you think of a thing in your life where that was the case? Well, when I noticed uh, how, what a very rigid personality, uh, thank you for helping with that, but then I said, well, any place that I find me being rigid, I'm going to just arbitrarily not be rigid there. Mm. Since I've spent a lifetime being very rigid, which always leads to greater and greater um, demurring of uh, life force and energy, so forth and so on. Um, and any place that I could uh, <coughs> recognize uh, the rigid and then let go of it, not be rigid there anymore. Mm. Well, that's, so, that's quite, yeah. quite an amazing thing. Well, I ate exclusively with chopsticks for many years, and uh, now I'm just open to um, whatever. Whatever comes. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's very flexible of you. I mean, that is a flexible thing. Yeah, his thumbs remain pretty stiff, but I. Well, that that's interesting. Yeah, because that's how you tell. Mine used to be very straight, but over the last yes decade or so, they've gotten very flexible. Well, um, that is the thing. So isn't your it? hands do change. Oh yeah, and looking forward to it, but that's. Um, well, hey, how about this? I know you've done palmistry for a long time. I've done it, but not Ever. anywhere near to the extent of you. I think it's That's a very fascinating so. thing. I really love your palmistry class. I, I recommend that. And yeah. I, I'm not just saying it. It's fascinating, fascinating information. But have, have you, is there a signature on the palm that talks about higher path, like maybe a path? Oh. Since earlier I was mentioning that... Um, uh, um, higher good is actually a purpose that you don't know yet. Mm -hmm. Is there a place, or I know I'm kind of springing Indicated this on, on you, the palm. and it might take you a little while to think about that. Well, as far as strictly what we're talking about on the show this particular evening, uh, no, you can see more, more advanced, less advanced, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, adhesion to pursuing the higher realms in that sense. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there'd be a number of indicators where, for example, uh, if you have um, a lot of lines under the pinky called the Mound of Luna crossing, then that's a person who will have access. What they do with it is another story. But you yourself and um, many, many people have a very advanced um, um, 
it's a psychic aerial. It's been so many years, I forget what the traditional books call it. But there's Deanna's the bow is one of the things yes, that they... Yeah, yeah, line of intuition is another uh -huh. one. Uh, but to have that would put you in the field. But I've seen people without it who, uh, strictly through a true, uh, undivided sense of integrity, manage consistently to function uh, for the greater good, just because that's, mm -hmm. you know, this, as you were showing me, this must be done for you, not because it's what's done. Mm -hmm. You have to do this for you. Yeah, so. you know, I think that's a really important thing just to reiterate that whatever change you make in your life, often we change for our boss or for our boyfriend or for a kid or uh, f because you're supposed to, because you're supposed to look like this or weigh this or do whatever. And unless you do it for you, and I know I heard those words for years, but it's different when you really hear them. Let he who have the ears, so, you know, that idea that once you have the ears to hear something, you hear it in a completely different type of stereo. Yeah. It's, it's a multidimensional stereo. Mm -hmm. And when you are doing it for you, because we have a very strong will, and if you really want that pen, you're going to find a way to get that pen, that will to get it. So if you're doing your change for you, you're going to summon up a will that allows you to get it, and you won't stop until you get it. Whatever you do for someone else, for their approval, for their uh, attention, it will always peter out. It will always end up dying on, uh, on the vine, whatever that is. You won't complete it. It just won't happen because it's not being done for you. Anything artificial, anything done for not a higher purpose, but a purpose other yeah. than you. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Anything done for your purpose will be easy. And I really do believe that the higher good, however we want to define it, is always in process of unfolding. And it's our ignorance or our short-sightedness or being too low on the mountain that makes us perceive it any other way. I know, uh, we've all been there, had those things where it's like, no, this isn't the higher good, but it always works out as being the stone that you needed to step on to get to that next place. So what would life be like if we never had to worry again about being off our path, about something happening in our lesser good? Well, people are not prepared for this because we have been taught will yeah. And free will, and many of the world's religions are very correct when they're saying just uh, allow God's will into your life. You know, that, that concept of uh, turning your will over to um, uh, casting your burden into the... Um, um, Cast your burden into the waters, the living waters. hands water. of God, Christ within, as um, mm -hmm. you were reading lately. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that um, actually works. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, so well. Yeah. I, I would say, you know, we have taught, I've taught this since I learned it in the 70s, and I know you've taught it through John Velo's words and mine through Seth, uh, that thoughts create where you place your attention grows or your beliefs create your reality. However it is that our individual ears heard it enough mm -hmm. to wake up yeah. from it. We've taught that for, forever, and yeah. anybody that's been watching us since the year 2000, I know you did other shows prior to that, but yeah. since we were working together, yeah. um, 
anybody that's been watching us that long, you know we've been speaking of this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, uh, oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, we are going out onto the web, so I'll try to do update of Facebook when you're talking <laughs> in a minute. But what that, um, what that really shows us is that no matter what it looks like, no matter where we are in things, if you look at it as being in that higher good, mm -hmm. you're, you're relinquishing control yeah. because Yes, we create our own reality, but you create it by deciding it, defining it, and you let the universe manifest mm -hmm. whatever that or better. So let's say you're looking for a new car and you're asking for a yellow car. What you can say is, my desire is for this yellow car, but anything that is perfect for me, because the universe or your larger self, whatever, knows everything about you, your expansive self, and knows that maybe you like turquoise better and you didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the car turns out to be turquoise. Yeah. 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 Well, by all means, yes. No, <laughs> so, it's okay. <laughs> well, I'll just if you are, um, if you have your Facebook account handy, you may uh, soon find. And if you do uh, choose to do it, then please. Uh, send this around. Yes, the rest we've of been the not broadcasting uh, live last few weeks. for the last few weeks. Did you? Uh, That's good. I'm good. Okay, so uh, this evening's program is on um, the higher good, and it's uh, not necessarily recognizable by the lower mind, and often comes as a surprise. So the point here is to allow, is to not be rigid about things, is to except um, there's been the expression, it's all good, which is not inaccurate. Um, I think it might also be said that it's all perfect if you just accept everything and provide no resistance or rigidity to things, it's very likely that everything will flow perfectly. And that um, as we've taught for so many years, you just make a decision and uh, then allow. Yeah, dis decide and allow. Yeah. And it's our job to say what, the universe's job to say how. It's, yeah. it's all. And it always opens to a, a very surprising and greater love once you get to the point where you're not using your will to make it go the way you, your ego thinks it really, really ought to go this way. Um, no, we just allow that. And then uh, what is the word for that? You enter a certain grace, I believe, might be the word. Mm -hmm. yeah, a certain allowing, and then it all just flows. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have so much to do in the world uh, just to accept it and let go of all these things that mm -hmm. are troublesome to us. And uh, you can really just, uh, uh, you know, uh, long ago I would say things like you're going to walk through life, you're going to run through life, you can. Uh, be dragged through life, or you could dance through life. And really, always you would choose dance because that's where um, all of these other. Elaine. Elaine, yes, okay. I'm sorry, I had to say that. No, that's, okay. that's right. Well, that's interesting that you, you would say that. And I would agree, dancing is the preference. Um, but what if, even when we're drug kicking and screaming or trotting through or running yeah. through, what, 
what if that lesson was just as divine yeah. as the dancing lesson? Mm -hmm. Not that what you said was incorrect at all. It no. just made me think about that. Mm -hmm. Like, what if we could look at every experience we have as being equal and all of love and all divine and all in our higher good? Yes. No matter what manifests, it's the best option for us. Yeah. What would change in your life? Would you wake up in the morning like, ah, oh, okay. You know, like, what would happen um, when you don't have to struggle against a force? Florence Shin says all the unhappiness is a belief in two forces. And it's something, well, she didn't say all unhappiness, but all, all despair or despondency is a belief in two forces. And if you don't believe in bad and good, which we've talked of, we've just oh, said yeah. it in many different words. Oh, many, many. If you don't believe that something is either good or bad, that it just is and it's the perfect experience for you right then, mm -hmm. one of the thoughts people could think, well, then I, am I just taking the reins of my life and handing it over to chaos or randomness or whatever, but you're not. No, not at all. What you're doing is just being fully present and observing what is really there. You know, it gets very complicated at any given time we think, I could be doing this, I could be doing that, I could go work over here, I could run off and live in Hawaii, I could do this. Mm -hmm. But we really don't have that many choices in each moment. It's usually a choice between two things. I'm either going to get up out of this chair or I'm going to stay. Mm -hmm. And once that decision is rendered, then you say, I'm either going to talk or I'm not. Mm -hmm. And then the next decision, okay, I will. And then what will I say? It's a way I, um, a system of divination that I created to teach people how to make a decision. Mm -hmm. That if you reduce everything into two, mm -hmm. if you have a thousand pieces of candy and one penny to buy one, how do you decide? Well, separate them into chocolate and non-chocolate and then let go of the other. Okay, chocolate, nuts or no nuts? Nuts, let go of the other. Um, peanuts or walnuts and then you see what I mean? Oh, and you yeah, keep yeah. boiling it down Absolutely. until you have your choice. But every moment gives us very simple choices that are very clear. Mm -hmm. And if you say, my choice right now is to get up and walk out of the room or to pick up that phone and call that friend that I haven't spoken to in 10 years, if that's the next decision, then you trust that decision. It'll always feel right or it'll always feel not right yeah. to you. And don't look at the long-reaching things so much. Yeah. Well, you know, you've um, said so many times, um, if it's not a yes, then it's a no. It's not an absolute yes. Yeah, then it's a no. And I got that from a um, from Cheryl Richardson's deck. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's a very interesting way to put it. Yeah. Because there are so many things, and just uh, allowing is um, a philosophy that couldn't be uh, defeated. Really. Yeah. There have been so many people to have done that. And even if, if it's not an absolute yes, mm -hmm. it gives you fodder to really look at why isn't a, a yes. And maybe what you discover is a route into yourself that gives you an opportunity to transform until it is a yes. Mm -hmm. Or it's just a no. And that's okay. It's hard yeah. to say no for some. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, it is. Sometimes it's hard to say yes. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Interesting words, good, evil, yes, no, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Very binary brains we have That's down about, here. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, there are planets where, um, on this planet, it's two lobes, it's a vogue, it's throughout, uh, I think you'd have to go to uh, 
creatures from the ocean to find anything other than two lobes. But there are planets where three lobes are very common. Not that I recall incarnating in such a place, place but it would be an interesting concept to have that other lobe because it would have to... Um, would be interesting. It would be. Uh, in the doing um, Genesis pattern, which is a, a device by which you... Um, you look, it's a magic eye, and you look at it, and you cross your eyes, and this flower, flower of life, comes out of it. So I spent 10 years doing that as the morning meditation, and I really did generate a third characteristic. Which this was really early on, where the you know the right side is all male. Am I correct? No, uh, all female. Female. Yeah. Okay. So the two the merged together. Brain. Yeah, the two lobes merged together. It would be interesting to be born with that naturally occurring because then you, you'd have a huge amount of space to think in. You're very good at thinking in huge amounts of space from yeah, everything I understand. Yeah, the long headline. Yeah. Programmers typically have a, longer have headline. a long headline because yeah. you have to be able to hold a lot of concepts. Yeah. You know? I have a number of things going on in my hands, but that's... I actually well, grew a good... Uh, well, I was noticing your headline recently has gotten a lot longer. Yeah, it's in sections. It's almost it as long as mine. Yeah, I've been growing And my head. headline's getting shorter. <laughs> Yay, I'm letting go of maybe some so. of those yeah, things that I have so. on my mind yeah. all the time. Yeah, that's interesting. Did you steal my headline? Give me no. my headline back. <laughs> no, no. Let We're go of my ego. Yeah, we're going to post the palmistry class on the uh, at some point. Yes. On the website, which whenever that comes up, but it's interesting to uh, where you can uh, download it and study it quietly for some time. It's like a whole lifetime's experience of palm reading, and it really is a circuit diagram, and it really does indicate things about. I remember when I was uh, younger, I would say to people, "Look, you know, in this process where we get." Uh, interested in, in getting people to respond. So I said, look, I'll look at your hand and I'll tell you something about you that you don't know. And if I do that, then you would follow through on uh, creating a... Uh, and I did, many times, follow through on creating a session. Mm -hmm. And I did. It was very easy because we don't know ourselves very well. Mm -hmm. And I mean the simplest things, if a line is in a certain configuration, that's a particularly logical mind. If it's in a different, it's a particularly abstract. Well, I, I, would, def I would, in one of my many lifetimes of doing my interests that I have in this lifetime, because I have so many, yeah. I would do a really in-depth study of palmistry. Mm -hmm. I think it is fascinating because the fact is when a, a baby's hands and a fetus, uh, an, an, a little life form, when their hands are first forming, the lines, the, the um, gripper uh, things that we called fingerprints, but mm -hmm. they're called gripper something, so that you can pick things up. If you didn't have it, you wouldn't be able to pick things up. I mean, the, these mm -hmm. what enables that. They form as the very first thing on the hand, and they're all unique. It's not like they all form in the same way. And years ago, I, I did study palms ever since I was a child. Those mm -hmm. little 10 cent Dell books that used to be oh, in yeah. the grocery store mm -hmm. was fascinating. So I taught myself to read palms, but it was mainly intuitive. I, I didn't 
like l I knew which lines were which, and so I would look at them and, and gauge just mm -hmm. intuitive readings. I would do it for fun when I was out places and such. Uh, and then I started getting books, and I found it interesting, and I took your class. And I really do think, of all the books I've read and all the things that I've done, you really have a much greater body of knowledge. It's well, frustrating you. buying a lot of those books. They're so yeah. simplistic, and the drawings are never anything you find in the real human uh, pool of palms. Yeah. But the palms, I used to think that the lines on your hands were like that because your hands bend that way, but it's absolutely not true. Right. Those things, they, they, they're not, they don't have anything to do with how your hands bend. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, it is a circuit diagram, and it tells you about you and about your life path. It's very, very interesting stuff. Oh yeah, there's a huge number of books Library of Congress has on the, in English language on the subject of palmistry. Yeah, but, but I would say just all the palms that we've read together, yeah. um, I, I've learned far more years by doing years that. And years. And yeah. A lot of those configurations just aren't in any books. Oh, but, true. but we leave clues for ourselves mm -hmm. everywhere, mm -hmm. all around, in our face, in our, the lines on our hand, in our preferences, soles of the feet, in our emotions. Yeah. Iris of the eye is a full read on a person. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so important that if you're going to do anything with anyone, that they're willing to make a very full and open eye contact with you. Otherwise, you're in a different place. But as far as uh, the higher good goes with palmistry, because that's a real debate, anybody that might enter into reading palms, do I tell this person what's really going on, or do I uh, not? And uh, the higher good is always to tell the person. That's, you, know, you can see how that might be a rough one to accept. Well. That's interesting because that's a good question whether you're doing tarot readings, yeah. intuitive readings, medical intuition, mediumship. And I, I teach a whole class, oh, yeah. a whole three and a half hour class on giving readings and what, how to say things and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I agree. I think the truth is always, always a good thing to do. Yeah. But the truth can be delivered with kindness. It's true, like true. the five laws of Jainism. Ahimsa is number one, which cause harm to no one, and then it is truth. So if your truth is going to cause harm by saying you look fat in that skirt, that's going to cause harm and not be of any benefit. So mm -hmm. you always cause no harm before your truth. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the way it is too, because you and I, uh, one time we were with someone that had taken a palmistry class from you when we were out at a restaurant, <clears throat> and she had studied it on her own, too, in different things. And so I think you invited her to read. We always read, the, like, the waitress's palms, like, when we go away sure. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, I do it, too. And But she had said, oh, my gosh, get to the hospital. You're getting ready to have a stroke because she looked at some feature on the hand. And the person was very concerned because their father had died that way or something. And it was just horrible. I didn't know what to do. I was so crushed because uh, we had kind of allowed that to occur and I even went over to the person and so there really is a lot of uh, spiritual development that you have to do before you give oh, readings yeah, yeah. and when you go to the seventh level you're not going to tell people things like that like that time when uh, a, a certain psychic was on TV and a young woman asked if her father oh. was missing for six months. Where is he? 
And she says, sweetie, he was hit in the head and drunk under a bush and died, took three days to die. And the girl's face was like, you know, the trauma yeah, that went in there. Yeah. So you really have to develop yourself, go to a high frequency, and it will never come out that way. It's not like you have to edit it. You yeah. just have to go to a higher place That's where the thing. she needed to know that information. But it can be said and done in a way that is actually useful and not yeah. painful. Yeah, and especially the cavalier and the... the Sarcasm. Sarcasm is language that tears, the original mm. meaning of sarcasm, language that tears. And so it took me a long time to get, I would love to believe I'm over sarcasm, but uh, to a large degree, you cannot be a teacher and be sarcastic. They're, they're mutually exclusive. Uh, you really can't. So the idea of um, just delivering it gently, as you were saying, uh, and truthfully, Ahimsa, truthfully, mm -hmm. I agree with that very much, uh, is the way to do any of the readings done, as you were just saying, this process. Well, at a higher level, you know, we were talking, we are talking about higher good. At that mm -hmm. higher level, it, it is, um, it, it, it uh, you know, at that higher level, it's going to be delivered with the higher good in mind. Yeah. you know, for the higher good. Yeah, and so that's a very basic teaching of what this particular program is about. As you said, deliver the information, but through the higher, higher frequencies. Because mm -hmm. you can always find somebody, the particular psychic you almost but not quite named uh, before. I think everybody caught on to that, or at least it feels like it. Well, I learned a lot by seeing that. I had walked by and you know, I was living somewhere where there was an upstairs, like a split level, and I was walking down to the bottom, and they were talking about orbs or something on Montel Williams or one of those. And so wow. I sat, and that's when I saw that, and I just, I never forget that girl's face. It was like you could see the ripple of pain into her soul from the way that was delivered. And, and honestly, those words delivered like that will go. I mean, you really need to get some emotional healing, tapping work or something some kind of release work when that goes in. And so there are ways to say that. And I admire John, Jonathan Edwards. Um, oh, yeah. John Edwards or whatever. John Edwards. John Edwards. Um, because he actually says there is no purpose, ahimsa, in saying that. You just say, you go pat. To me, I see it as a speed bump. You can either take people to the speed bump and say, here you go, what a great psychic I am. Yes, you're going to get laid off. Thank you, uh, door is that way. Or you can aim past that, just like in karate where you aim an inch past the board, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. break the board. If you aim for the board, you're going to break your hand because your velocity, your momentum has to go through the board. And that's the way I approach every reading I do. Why come, why know, unless you're going to use it to create a different outcome. Yeah. And I could say, yes, you're going to get laid off, or I could say, well, why are you unhappy at your job? And then the real truth and the story emerges, and yeah. they get to the place where they can create a new, new thing. New story. Uh, yeah. yeah. One, one time a guy came and asked me that question, and so I pulled the cards, and it came out that he had taken journalism in college, and he, and he met his wife young, and she had gotten pregnant, so he went out of that and got into engineering to support the family. And so he was creating a circumstance at work where he was afraid he was going to get laid off. 
because this was the time for him to go into his life's work, back into journalism. And so then we used the rest of the reading to assist him to walk that path. Mm -hmm. If I had just said, yes, you're going to get laid off, he would have yeah. walked out of there despondent and, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I would have been, oh, she's so great because I, I got laid off. She said I was going to get laid off. But it's all about using good. what's happening. Yeah. Seeing the higher good. Yeah, no, you do such important work in the well, world. Well, you, you too, you too. Yeah, know. but yeah, but Thank this you. is very important for people. Yeah. And especially your techniques, which are really quite unique in mm -hmm. all the world. And I wonder whatever happened to John Edwards? He's still around. I hear people going to his things. I remember okay. when I first heard of him, mm -hmm. I felt he was really the angel of death. And that is a good thing because until him, people just were not open. We yeah, were, we ha we've been broadcasting this stuff ad nauseum for years and years, you know, just over and over. But uh, there was nobody like all over the country on, on big networks and things like that saying this stuff. And he really stuck his neck out. He and there, there, I sense things about people and I sense that I, I, I haven't seen or heard him in many years, but back when I did, I felt a sense of integrity with him that mm -hmm. I didn't see in a lot of other people. Hmm. I don't know now, I can't I speak, watched, but I'm assuming it's the same. I watched, we, I believe we watched him for some time. And uh, ironically, or whatever word that is, which I don't even care for, that particular word, but uh, he was uh, getting a very strong reading from a certain section of the audience, which is where he worked, the way he works. And he was actually picking up on the cameraman perfectly, but the cameraman never said a word because it was the cameraman. And then when he figured out oh, that yeah. it was him, so you remember that, because you're supposed to be on my side. Why didn't you open your mouth? Well, what happens when people are read for, and it's so profound, mm -hmm. when I've done big gallery readings like that, uh, even up to 400 people in the room, yeah, and yeah. I've done those things. Mm -hmm. And I think when people f hear something that's like exactly like um, there was a woman that came through that said, um, you know, specifically for this girl saying, are you doing Spanish dancing? And she goes, yes, I'm taking Spanish dancing lessons and all this. She's like, uh, you know, you get kind of hypnotized. That's why John Edwards believes in what he says. And doesn't matter if the other person recognizes it or not. Later on, they're going to go, oh, yeah, Uncle Fred. Okay, here, here we go. And it's time for our winged one to come forward. And I think we can still be heard, right? Looks the like prod it. Prodigal <laughs> son has returned. Is that how prodigal you say it? Prodigal duck, yes. Now, Michael. Michael. Yeah, Michael, the prodigal son. <laughs> Michael's been away. Okay. Uh, trust your heart's knowing right now. Uh, seek the deep counsel of your own experience. Two came out. And remember that you can choose how you feel in any situation in your life. You are the master of yourself. <laughs> Money is coming. Prepare your wallet and accept the gifts of the universe. Wow. We have the wallet prepared. <laughs> okay. Here it is. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. Lucky Pants. Lucky Pants is back. There we go. <laughs> okay. Who was in a play in uh, Cincinnati, was it? New York. New York. New York. Oh, okay, good. All right. Yes. Welcome back. Yes. And uh, was the, pr the play the uh, Trail of Tears? Yes. 
Yes. Excellent. Wonderful, wonderful thing. I would love to see that myself. So yeah, it works for welcome me. back. We missed you in Virginia. Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi. Go ahead and speak. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Lila. Lila. Hi, Lila. Hi. Um, your show is amazing. I love it whenever I get the chance to watch it. Just wanted to let you know. And I wanted to know if Mary, if I could get a reading. I just started um, a new job and a, kind of a new relationship. So I don't know if that means uh, anything, but maybe something along oh. those lines. New okay. job, new relationship. Okay, sure. <laughs> sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. And Neville, what we'll pull a yeah. chakra affirmation card after You're this. A brilliant deck. Okay, the, the first card, slowing down. This is great in that it's saying to that you don't have to chase anything, that you hold still and let things come to you. That's really how the universe works. The chasing usually pushes it away. It's like if you go reach for something in water and you reach real quick, it just pushes it away. But if you just do this, it'll come to you and you can grab it. That's kind of what I was feeling. And the slowing down, it, I know that there were two topics. You were talking about the new job and the new relationship. I think in the new relationship, it's not to take it slow. I don't mean like, okay, well, I'm not going to go out on the date next Tuesday. I'm going to wait till the following. It's just saying to slow down and enjoy each phase. When we get in new, in new relationships, I think we all know this, we're so busy racing to the next phase that sometimes we look back when we're 80 years old in rocking chairs saying, oh, I wish we had enjoyed our dating. It was so exciting, you know. And so just that. to let every moment unfold. And we also have those relationships that test our trust. And if you can retain your trust after having it tested, then no one can ever take anything from you. And the completion is an end of a phase. And when you, um, when you put the last piece of the puzzle over the third eye, that means that the understanding comes when you, uh, I'm sorry, that the completion comes when you have the understanding. And it feels like the changes that have happened in your life recently are going to be long range, long term, very solid things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. And your chakra affirmation card is, the heart chakra attract healthy and harmonious relationships. Yay! So that goes right work. along with yeah. the trust and everything. Beautiful. Yeah, excellent. And that would be an affirmation for you to say, and then that's in your field, and anything unlike that will not occur. Yeah, excellent. What we have, okay. And we have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi. You're on the air. Say hello. Say hello, please. Hi, um, could you please turn down the volume on your TV? You'll be able to hear us better on the phone. Hello? Hi. Hi. What can we do for you? Hello? What's your name, please? Hi. Uh, my name is Zabiba. I would like to get a reading, please, from okay. Mary. Sure. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. You can go ahead and pull a chakra affirmation card for after. Look at this. You saw me shuffle the cards. We got the slowing down card again. And, you know, I just feel the slowing down in context with this particular reading. I just felt like I had been racing around. I just got the groceries bought. And, oh, my gosh, I still have to do this and this. And it's telling you to just sit and relax. 
um, there, I, I feel like there was a lot of energy expended and that it's okay to not go at that breakneck speed. I would also say the things that I had said for the card before about pulling things to you instead of chasing it still applies. I just felt that that was another added thing. Now the intensity is talking about you can create anything when you put your mind to it and don't worry about it being completed. It's going to get completed. Focus in this interested way. You know how like if you get really interested in a certain subject or something, it's like your interest pulls you along like, like a, a fine tip of an arrow and let that pull you instead of stress pushing you. And I'm oh, not sure well if your life is very active now, but that would be a good thing. Mm -hmm. The miser is also talking about perhaps working hard, saving money. The miser does save a lot of money. She holds a lot of things close to her chest and that sometimes it's good to know that you can trust the world and people in the world to set your treasures, which are really your gifts and talents, out there for, for all the world to see that now's the time. But also don't forget, you know, as you save or work and all that, that it's okay to spend. Yeah. And your chakra affirmation card is the base chakra my life is always in divine order. There we go. And this is Mary's deck. She um, authored, did the art. Okay. It's an amazing deck. Now we'll do, did you have a question or just in general? Okay. All right. All right. So this is our studio audience here. The first card is the understanding. And the little bird thought he was in a prison. And fought hard to get out, but really it was so hard to squeeze between those bars. And then one day he, he realized that the way to get out was to realize the bars didn't even exist. And the moment he realized that, it's like all the things that he wanted started appearing. Those little birds flew up to greet him and the bars disappeared. Uh, the second card is the aloneness card. And I... I this is never about loneliness. It's about learning who we are when we are alone and find that light that is within us and that exists within us. And um, it's a matter of exploring this inner world and it's going to all start unfolding. And so no matter what it may feel like now, it's really going to take off in beautiful new directions. And then there may be some traveling coming up. This is also about traveling our spiritual path to enlightenment. It's a metaphor. As we travel through life, we're also traveling through our spiritual unfoldment. And so there may be literally a chance to travel, but you're also elevating in consciousness right now in, mm -hmm. in the higher good fashion. And the chakra affirmation card is the crown chakra. I'm always aware of my higher self my higher self's direction and insight. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Amazing deck, by the way. Mm -hmm. Just exciting. Thank you. And we have... Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Mary Neville. It's Lisa. Lisa. Hi, Lisa. All right. How are we doing? Hey. Hey, doing all right. I wanted to expect to get a reading from Mary, just a, a brief synopsis. Um, I have an opportunity right now to either, um, I, there's some stuff going on with the work that I at one particular location where there's a lot of uh, things that are unfair going on, uh, favoritism, nepotism, other issues that are unfair with the contractors. And um, I could um, 
inform people that are in very high up positions, or I could think a thing. Um, ironically enough, my husband just also had a situation happen with work, or might happen, that also had to do with unfairness. So given that this both mm. happened to us on the same day, I'm like, okay, there's got to be a bigger picture. So I'm going to see if I can take the reading off air. Okay, thank see you. what was going on with all okay. that. Okay, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant, you. brilliant. Uh, Thank you, thank you, and it's so uh, perceptive for you to see the tie-in and that there is a bigger picture since things are happening to multiple people in the same household. That's the theme of the show. So, uh, no, there's no meaning behind it. No, I'm just kidding. It's the card, no thingness. That's always a joke. But it, what it's talking about is both of you are at a place where you are being called upon to make a decision because the nothingness is the void from which all things spring. And it can only spring from the wave universe into the particle universe with a decision. That's the thing that pulls it and manifests it in here. And we always have our history, our doubts, and everything that prevent that. And so perhaps both of you could talk about uh, both needing a change but in the universe knows this and you're picking up on it from this flow but you're not quite ready to make that decision so I would just bring up the topic of decision and have a conversation and, it, and from the second card intensity it's making me think that maybe you each have a fear of making that decision to step out of those uh, mutual environments that are, are like that but don't worry because anything you put your mind to you can do Look at this, you saw me shuffling the cards. I've gotten the same cards. And what this is saying is traveling. It could be a relocation, job-wise or, or person-wise, but I think both of you are being called to take a step up on your spiritual path, which is the equivalent in the physical. Um, it, is, it does look like it's time for you guys to get promoted and from uh, into something that's more resonant with you. Yeah. And I also drew the same card, which is the heart chakra card, which is I attract healthy and harmonious relationships. Ooh. Which I think is, you know, Perfect. kind of trifold in this whole thing. Yes. Both people and the same thing, so there's the tribe. Yes. The TRI. Yes, that's beautiful. Yeah. And you know what? If you don't hear, if, if spirit says it's time to go and you don't listen, it turns into worry, it turns into irritation then eventually your angels would come disguised as demonic co-workers to kick your butt out of there. It's, it's much fun, more fun to just say, I'm done, and do what you need to do. But your decision will manifest the next step. Excellent. So say out loud, I decide my perfect job is manifesting now. There say it three times and let it go. All yep. right, excellent. And um, do we have, we're all set. So we are likely to be at... Ruby Tuesdays. Ruby, Rolly R. Ruby. Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Circle. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, I don't know, about uh, 20 minutes after the show is done, yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, it's very Let good. Let me see what else we had. Uh, well, yeah, we are in the midst of uh, new and different things coming up, but mm -hmm. I, I highly suggest people go online and look at some of your art because it's very, oh, very phenomenal. Well, it really is. So. I mean, it, there's, it, it's just really supernaturally good. You're very talented, and I don't Thank think you, you realize how so. talented you are. No, are I you don't. saying you've been a very, very bad man? <laughs> anyway, we're down to one minute. Okay. Anything else you would like to say? Um, Check out Hidden Language Codes. Yes. And telepathictv.com has a lot on it. Many shows in the archives. Mm -hmm. You can get us on iTunes.
Yes. Podcasting. And uh, more to come. You've been posting lately. Yes, so. I will be posting the last several months of shows. I'm doing like a couple every other day. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't liked Telepathic TV page, go ahead and do that and you'll get updated or one of our pages. Yeah. Either way, but you're... And you can use good. my cards, Chakra Affirmations and the other three, online anytime. Mm-hmm. And they're wonderful in person also. It's, uh, personally, it's like... Um, I'm sort of breaking into e-books, e, e is it? You know, Kindle. But I'd really prefer holding the, the book Yeah, I'm like that thing. with decks of it's cards. Same thing, yeah. No, I, I like to shuffle. Yeah, no, there's a fidelity that you don't get otherwise. Then I'll join in on or take you to the door. Thank you.